Hey everyone, I'm Elise. And I'm Emily. Welcome to the Endurance Nutrition Show. We interviewed two recent mothers about their experiences with motherhood, nursing, nutrition, and pregnancy with endurance training and nutrition. Uh, Brianne Nalder Harward, she is a licensed registered dietitian nutritionist. She's a former pro road cyclist and her baby was three months old um, at the time of this interview. By the way, if you mention this podcast, she's currently offering 15% off of any of her specialized nutrition services or products. Follow the link that we'll provide to contact her. And Lindsay Stevenson is a local road racer here in Utah who wins just about every race that she competes in. At the time of the interview, her baby was almost one year old. In this podcast, we'll cover things like, have you ever wondered, how will my diet change during pregnancy? How far into pregnancy can I keep training? What's it like sitting on a seat after pushing a baby out of your lady parts? Ooh. Uh, how will nursing affect my training? How will training affect my nursing? <laughs> Hearing both Brianne and Lindsay's experiences were very informative for both Elise and I, who we've never had kids. And so if you enjoy this podcast, remember to like and subscribe. Comment below if there are any specific topics you would like to see covered or any tips you have about your own pregnancy and training. With that, enjoy the show. Here we go. Yeah, so as is usual, we're going to start with a little uh, food sampling portion. So Brianne, do you want to introduce these smoothie concoctions? Sure. So I whipped up, blended up two different smoothies for you guys to try today. They are, one is for sport performance recovery and one is a a meal replacement because I've found that I, in having a baby, drinking my food has become a lot easier. So I thought it'd be a fun one to share. Plus it's a nice warm day. So the first one, the yellow one is, um, is a recovery route nutrition everything's plant-based there so if you have any allergies the only thing would be nuts maybe everyone good um so that that's a turmeric and ginger (laughs) vanilla banana this is is recovery is this the oh this is recovery shake yep so you just Mm. finished your workout and that's going to give you carbs protein and micronutrients to help you regenerate muscle tissue straight away. You can taste the ginger and the turmeric. Yeah, it's a little spicy. It's a little spicy. It's good though. I like it. Yeah, so I used an unsweetened almond milk and then put a scoop of the Vega Sport protein, just because that's what I have. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It uses a hemp, pea, and brown rice blend for their protein. I personally have chosen to be plant-based most of my cycling career and life, especially postpartum. I just had this thing that I really wanted to not put any hormones or any additives into my body if I'm going to literally be literally be keeping a human alive. Yeah. So my personal choice was to be plant-based, not to say that it's the only way, mm-hmm. but that's the sport protein one. The other, the green one is a meal replacement. That's your salad in a cup, but it's actually a matcha tea with oat milk. Mm. The camera can see this. So I, use I know, I wish they could see these colors. <laughs> They're gorgeous. I always say eat in color. 
Um, I use oat milk as the base. There's also a little banana for texture, and it's a matcha blend with vanilla as well. I'm trying to think if I put anything. Oh, and I put um, power greens in there too. So there's spirulina and chlorella and some other greens. So it's essentially a sweet salad in a cup. So if you taste a little bit of grit, that's why, because <laughs> it's it's made from greens. And the reason I use oat milk is because oats um, help with breast milk production. So that's my daily shake. I, I pretty much, it, on my workout days, I have the recovery smoothie and then usually my breakfast is a smoothie like this is this like um, a concoction you've developed and kind of used or yeah that's awesome absolutely I mean I recommend it to all my clients anyway for Uh recovery and I've been just kind of playing around with different ones as I've been at my house (laughs) making myself liquid meals every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah thanks sure I'll have to get that recipe from you yeah Absolutely. I can, anyone contact me after something, I can send it over or give it to you guys. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind us posting it. Is no, that okay? Totally. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> share, the, share the knowledge. Okay. So we'll kind of, since we, we just heard from you, let's transition to Lindsay. Do you want to give us an introduction? Um, like, how did you get into cycling? Um, yeah. So I, in high school, ran track and cross country. Um, I think just with the combination of being young and a little overly ambitious, I overtrained and got a couple stress fractures and then ended up uh, breaking my right foot. And so for my kind of cross training, I was just in a boot, but I, my parents bought me this really janky old Bianchi <laughs> road bike and I loved it. Um, so that's really where it started. So I think I was a junior or senior in high school. And then I just kind of transitioned and ended up liking the bike more than I liked running. And I'd always kind of mountain biked, both my parents mountain bike. And so I grew up in Colorado riding a little bit. I didn't love mountain biking in middle school. Um, But then I just kind of got back into that and fell in love with bikes. Nice. So it started in kind of high school for you? Yeah. Sweet. How about you, Brianne? How did you get involved in cycling? So originally? I, w- <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> not, not too fancy of a story. I was a power athlete first. I played volleyball in high school and college. I know I'm short, but I was a back row player. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped that, because it wasn't really going anywhere besides something to do in school, mm-hmm. I really wanted to exercise all the time still. Cause it was like two a day practices to nothing, and. I tried running and didn't love how I felt, and so I started riding bikes with my stepdad. He was, he's on the Ski Utah team, and I had all these buddies, and I just started riding with them, and he challenged me to enter the snowboard, snowboard hill climb, and I did it on a mountain bike with slick tires, and <laughs> won my age group, and was like, this is so fun! <laughs> Never looked back. That's awesome. That was that was it. I just started riding. Of yeah. course, he won a hill climb on a mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> was the only thing I understood. P- push power down. Okay. <laughs> Can't do anything else fast, but I can climb a hill. That's awesome. You mean you live in Utah? <laughs> kind of all that matters. <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, one thing we did have a question: Are there like a lot of resources when you guys, you know? when you were pregnant, were there a lot of resources for you about training while pregnant, 
like how did you kind of manage that time I mean were you planning on even like did you train while you were pregnant even I don't know yeah tell us about that training and pregnancy what is that like for you okay so when I got pregnant I had come I had just finished like the end of a season and it was um it was a good season so it was right after Lodija 2018 that Ben my husband and I decided to start trying for a kid and we got pregnant super fast. Turns out it only took one try. <laughs> so I had good fitness, and I just I felt great. And I had heard, I mean, some women have really bad morning sickness, um, and some people don't. And my mom and sister, they were always fine, and I was feeling fine. So I was like, okay, well, as long as I feel okay, I'm just going to keep riding like I have been. And I lucked out. Um, I think some women would hate to hear this, but I had no morning sickness. First trimester was like, I felt the exact same. I still could climb. I could put out good power. I could ride as long or far, um, I think just as before, but I didn't, I'd noticed a couple weeks in or maybe not a couple, maybe like eight to 10 weeks. And I started just recovering a lot slower. I would still do a ride that felt normal for me. Um, but then the next day it was like I'd been hit by a truck. Like I just was exhausted and couldn't couldn't do it again. Whereas before I could ride multiple days in a row and I'd be fine. Um, but so, I mean, we were getting into winter because I got pregnant in August. And so miles were decreasing anyway. Um, but I figured I would just kind of do the same thing that I do every winter, start adding in. Uh, weight training so I'd go to the gym two to three times a week and then kind of transition into the trainer and really it was fine I felt good on the bike I felt really good in the gym I actually felt better in the gym than I did on the bike um, and I just started noticing as I was gaining weight and getting a belly that um, the hunched over position just kind of the aggressive fit that I have on my road bike that started to bother me because I mean my organs were all kind of being smashed by a little human and so I just <laughs> yeah. couldn't breathe um but I rode my bike through my whole pregnancy I remember so my baby came two days late so I remember on my due date I was just like determined to get the baby out I was really ready to be done pregnant and I went I think I rode 10 miles which saying that now is like okay that's nothing but at the time I was like 10 miles like this feels huge to me also I feel huge but um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were ups and downs, mostly, like, as far as, like, the nausea that a lot of women experience, I didn't, so riding the bike was kind of, like, just a semblance of normalcy for me, and I was just determined to not gain too much weight. My goal was to not weigh more than my husband did by the end of the pregnancy, and, which isn't that much, he's a little lean bean, so, (laughs) um... And I managed weight gain and then would just talk to my doctor or my OB about what was okay, what wasn't. Because a lot of the stuff that I read, it was super generic. Like, all pregnancies are the same. Like, don't get your heart rate up past 160. And I was like, okay, well, if I go on a walk, my heart rate is like 175. So (laughs) surely that can't be for everyone. So I would talk to my OB and... Uh, she just said, as long as I don't, you know, feel dizzy or like I'm going to pass out or like I'm going to puke, I could continue to work out and exercise. And she was ecstatic that I could still ride a bike. And she just really was more concerned that 
Ben wasn't filming me riding my bike while I was pregnant rather than not riding because there was some concern I think from family like that I was going to tip over because your balance isn't quite the same. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, training, it decreased in time and intensity, but I was able to do it the whole 40 weeks and a couple of days. That's pretty impressive because I know a lot of women get to a point and they're like, I just can't, like my ligaments, it's not allowing me you know they just doesn't feel the same so that's pretty awesome it didn't feel the same I mean weight training it was like less I would lift less especially because I would mm -hmm. go to the gym alone yeah. and so I was like okay I don't want to overdo it don't want to hurt myself don't want to hurt the baby mm -hmm. um but just I think the fact that I could do it felt I mean somewhat empowering and and again just kind of normal because I I still like not having the baby the whole time was just kind of like oh like now I miss training I miss racing I because I, I would go to the races because Ben was still racing and I wanted to watch our team race just the just my teammates and support that but then when I'd go I would miss miss being part of it so I was like okay I'm just gonna hang on to any fitness I can and then be right back when I have the baby but I quickly learned that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> <laughs> how was, did, were you able to train during pregnancy? How was that for you? Yeah, I trained the whole time. My, my story is significantly different than mm -hmm. Lindsay's, but um, it's neat to listen and hear the key point being that it's different for every woman. Sure. And I think that's really important to mm -hmm. keep in mind for anybody listening because there is no one answer. Um, I talked with my OB the whole time. Um, I am significantly old. I, I don't, 30. Are you? Oh, you're 30? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were like 22. Oh, um, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I'm 35 and was told, not only me, but my husband, that we would probably never get pregnant. And because I was still competing, I never wanted to go into hormones or anything like that to try. Mm -hmm. I was actually fine with my fur babies. We didn't really think anything of it. We were like to have a child but we weren't going to do anything about it we we're mm -hmm. actually talking about adoption and june of 2019 i was at the oregon trail gravel grinder which is a five-day stage race through the cascade mountains it's like crusher five days in a row oh gosh. with camping in between it's a blast <laughs> yeah and um two weeks prior to that i was down in southern utah running a gravel camp with our company and not feeling awesome, but I also had, we were kind of partying the whole trip too. And so I couldn't really <laughs> figure out why I didn't feel great. And then went, I can say all this in retrospect, but in day one, day two, day three of this stage race, I was pulling over and puking and couldn't recover. And my husband crashed and broke his entire torso it seems like and it was just horrible and I came home I'd been diagnosed earlier that year with a metabolic disorder I'd been treating that there was a bunch of stuff going on and I was like I am hanging up my jersey I'm just gonna coach and <laughs> uh, I at least need like a month off to just regroup and get my body back in order because this is not okay and two weeks later 
I still was just feeling horrible and a friend of mine who's not a cyclist or anything we're walking dogs and I was like I'm like puking every day and I don't know why I can't recover every time I go out for a ride I feel like I'm gonna pass out and she was like have you peed on a stick uh. <laughs> <laughs> never did it even cross my mind because I've been amenorrheic most of my life um my adult life mm-hmm. so it wasn't weird to miss a period it was so I was 11 weeks pregnant when I found out Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then felt stupid that I didn't even think about it. So, yeah. very different situation. But I did um, exercise throughout. I actually felt better. Once I knew how to handle myself and mm-hmm. why I wasn't feeling it, then I didn't have expectations of myself to go into a five-hour ride and climb three canyons. It, right. was, <laughs> it was, all right, I can go out for an hour. And if I, I had the opposite, my heart rate wouldn't go up. I couldn't get my heart rate over 150. I couldn't get over 200 watts, or I felt like I was going to die. Oh, wow. So I rode shorter duration, lower intensity. I'd do like two two workouts in a day. And then I started weight training again, and um, that felt better. So I'd go on hikes and things. So I managed, but I, I practiced yoga every day even hot yoga heat never bothered me the whole summer of being pregnant wow so that's funny you didn't get nauseous heat didn't bug me yeah I puked all the time Um, so like I don't think there's a real rhyme or reason to who feels what and why no I think it's just um, different bodies yeah that's what it was for me and I did I I actually did a a hot hot power yoga class the day I was induced (laughs) hot power yoga Oh and actually like enjoyed That's it awesome. went with my dad who'd flown in to help <laughs> with baby and, and so but then my cycling I just had to let go of expectation and mm-hmm. thought the same thing like and then because people tell you like you're gonna bounce back you're so fast because you're so fit you've been working oh. out the whole pregnancy <laughs> I hated here I worked that. out harder at nine months pregnant than I am t- two months postpartum mm-hmm. oh yeah. I'm still I'm still getting getting that back and learning to be okay with it. So let's just throw in you're 12 weeks postpartum, correct? And I am 11 months postpartum. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a cool a cool perspective to see. Like you basically just had a baby, and how is that different from you've almost kind of, a year? Yeah, almost actually, that's really interesting. We do we had another question about that. What is so now you've had the baby? What is it like transitioning? back into you know your baby's out what's training like now for you um so I've definitely had some ups and downs I mean after the baby I was eager well the doctors I don't honestly know how this happened but like my OB knew that I rode bikes but somehow from like my OB through the nurses it it became that I was a professional cyclist like this elite profession I kept telling him like no 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 I'm very amateur I'm just a local racer like it's more of just a hobby I just take it a little bit too seriously probably but yeah. they're like no 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 don't you're a pro cyclist you, you train and ride at the at a similar level you just haven't had the opportunity to compete at it okay I'll take that especially from Brienne that's like a huge compliment <laughs> um but so they had told me because that was the other thing like postpartum all I'd ever heard is like you can't exercise until six weeks postpartum and I was like okay but but why why six weeks where does this number come from it just seems kind of arbitrary and are you sure that's like the case for everyone because I knew it was different for like a vaginal delivery versus c-section and um I ended up having just vaginal delivery so because I knew cesarean section 
yeah, C-sections, sorry, um, typically had longer recovery. So um, my OB said just, you know, kind of like, first of all, relax, enjoy your baby, but um, if you feel up to it, give it like two to three weeks and you should be fine. There was minimal tearing. And she was like, if you feel up to sitting on a bike seat, by all means, go for it in two to three weeks. So um, I was, well, for the first two weeks, I was kind of in this like state of euphoria. Like I was just like so in love with my baby and so in love with my husband and everything was magical. Like <laughs> I was kind of just in this daze. Like I didn't think about cycling or the weight I had gained or that like my pregnant belly didn't immediately like deflate when the baby comes yeah, out. Yeah, that's a fun one to learn, huh? Yeah, just like, wait a minute, like, mm -hmm. baby's gone, but I'm Did you still get around. When you were due? <laughs> I didn't. I, I would have probably smacked someone right in the face. I like started crying. On the spot. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, I gave birth oh, two you weeks mean ago. This baby, <laughs> they're already out of my body. <laughs> but but those things didn't really bother me. I was I was okay, and then like life kind of started to normalize again like my parents had come in town and then they left and then Ben went back to work and then I was just kind of like with this baby and that, then I was I became like aware of my lack of fitness my lack of strength my soft kind of squishy body and I was just like oh, okay like still totally smitten by the baby but also like what have I done <laughs> like my body is ruined but I'm going to have plenty of friends and know so many women who are super strong, super fit um, after having a baby. And I had a couple of friends, actually all male friends, who were, like, sending me these articles of, like, Lindsay Goldman and Lizzie Dignan, like, their comeback after a baby. And I was like, okay, but they're, like, these world tour elite level women. And here I am, like, trying to figure out breastfeeding and how to lose weight but not overdo it and... So anyway, sorry, I kind of go on tangents from your question, but... No, I like it. It's good. <laughs> um, so training postpartum. At first, I was really ambitious. So the Salt Lake crit was coming up in... It was six weeks after my baby was born, and I was, like, determined to do it. Not in the pro field, just the women's 234. I was like, I don't care what, like, how I do. I just want to do it. I just want to put a kit on, and I want to enter a race. Um, so I started doing intervals and Strava, you know, tells you your like fitness and freshness and I never paid too much attention to it. But after the baby, I just looked at it and said my fitness was a four. I was like, I didn't even know <laughs> you could go that low. Like this is, <laughs> this is pretty bad. So 17 days after my baby was born, I jumped on the trainer for 30 minutes and sitting on it felt fine, but it was just kind of like, oh, like my back wasn't used to like being in the hunched over position and there was just nothing in the legs, like no watts. And at that point, I think I couldn't elevate my heart rate. It was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like this feels awful. Like being in a kit or like my bibs felt horrible because they were uh, like miserably too tight, too <laughs> like very uncomfortable. Yeah. But so I kind of went like aggressive training I did the Salt Lake crit it was fun it felt like good to race again but then it was kind of like okay I need to just like take a few steps back like I have a baby he's my number one priority like I wanted to do this and I will get into cycling but I'm gonna kind of just ride for fun right now and then I'll start my winter training 
as usual in November. So then I just kind of rode for fun, took some pressure off myself, um, and I had talked to a couple of teammates and was just kind of feeling frustrated with cycling. Like, this isn't even fun. I'm not enjoying it. I feel like garbage. I have no power. I'm not fast. Like, I don't know if it's ever going to come back. And I think I knew it, but just being reassured from other people, like, you just had a baby. <laughs> you shouldn't expect to, you know, be fast right now. Like, no one is fast six to 10 to 12 weeks after having a baby. And I was like, okay. So I think then it was kind of this realization, like, okay, cycling is a hobby something that I love I love doing it with my husband I've loved doing it like just going out for rides alone um, and I need to find enjoyment in it again and not be so concerned about all the data all my numbers and so when I did that I started enjoying it again and then um, my husband and I woke up at 4 30 or 5 a.m. throughout the winter started training and then just as kind of things normalized as being parents then it felt normal to start training again and so now almost one year later I I feel like I have a good balance like cycling is not my number one priority I love it and I like to you know I like segment hunting don't get me wrong <laughs> I love Strava um, I also like to just get out and ride I mean today I just went out to ride just so I could listen to Harry Potter on uh, <laughs> audiobook just because I don't get to read quite as much as I used to. Um, so baby's down for a nap with COVID-19. Ben is working from home. So it's, yeah, it's been up and down with like something that I love to something that I'm frustrated with to something that I love again and can still like find the competitive aspect of it. And I am looking forward to racing when we get a race again. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. I trained <laughs> all winter. I'd love to jump back in it, but. Yeah, having a baby definitely definitely changes my perspective of cycling and what's important. Because I think before it was like, I just want miles. I want all the miles and all the vert. And now it's like, okay, I just want like a hard workout, but I've got 90 minutes. So I'm just going to hammer, keep it short, and then go about my life. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. Um do you want me to answer the same? Yeah, I mean, I am curious. It's kind of, it's interesting to see different perspectives. Sorry, my answers yeah. were way no, too long. No, that wasn't too long at all. It was very I think informative. It's, yeah, I think it's informative and interesting to hear. I've never had a baby, so I have no idea what it's like. <laughs> it's really fun. You won't tell you do. I know. Like, you'll hear yeah. all of the things, and then it'll be different for you because yeah. it's your body. Mm -hmm. um, totally. I've had some similar reactions. I also, like you said, I'm only 12 weeks. 12 weeks postpartum so I'm still in the phase of like realizing that it takes a lot more time than I would have ever thought and the, I almost wish that people or... hadn't told me that I would bounce back so fast because I was so fit mm. because that's just irrelevant in my opinion like what is bounce back bounce back to what being a professional because I'm never gonna bounce I retired two years ago <laughs> like mm -hmm. I already had kind of started to let that that one go because it's just unrealistic to expect full-time training and it's also a strange time in the world where all of my events that I would have thought I would bounce right back into are all canceled and I'm a promoter for events and I'm canceling events so it's been a really strange thing to be like well now I don't have to train 
So I am just going out and enjoying when I can and what I can. Another fun thing I've done with my husband Dave is we got a gravel tandem bike custom made for <laughs> us and that's been everything because grandma comes over and watches baby and we go out for, and I don't feel like I have to draft and catch up or because I tear myself apart I probably shouldn't admit this out loud but I'm I am my own worst enemy on the bike the only reason I was ever any good is because I compete with myself and when I don't physically have the capability to do so I was really getting inside my head to a point of not even wanting to ride at all. Mm -hmm. So I got a really cool stroller and I started running and I'm convincing myself that I'm enjoying running again, but I'm doing the same thing. I'm listening to books on audible and I go jog I like my little walk jog around this park, the beautiful park we're sitting in mm -hmm. actually for like four hours. <laughs> and it's like, you ran 12 minute miles <laughs> and faster than a lot I'm of okay with it. <laughs> sort of. Because to be really honest, of course I want my fitness back. I want my body back. I want my tummy back. Um, I couldn't sit on a saddle right away. I'm jealous that you got on so quick. I was blown. Actually, you're one of the reasons that I thought <laughs> I thought I would bounce back so fast because I saw you at Salt Lake Crit. I was like 16 weeks pregnant that day. Oh, and like had just told, started telling people. And I was like, oh, I, I can get back to it pretty fast. And... I had a vaginal delivery as well, but um, her shoulder got stuck, and I had 23 stitches oh tear. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> my six weeks was, like, mandatory. Sure. Yeah. And well, in six weeks, I mean, it's short for some women. <laughs> and hi, audience. I hope that wasn't too much. <laughs> but it's the truth. Hey, and it's part of it. And the truth here. Yeah. And, and I have to keep reminding myself that I kind of got ripped open on the inside and it takes a while to mm -hmm. heal and it was swollen and bled for a long time and took a while for it all to heal and so when I got back on it was I essentially went two full months of not pedaling I was yeah. like what am I gonna do jump on and have an FTP at 275 again no <laughs> yeah not even close and four weeks later still not even close and it's okay and it'll maybe never get back to that. Maybe it will, but I'm just trying to enjoy time and space. And that little nugget is everything. Yeah, she's like, so cute. I spend <laughs> yeah. hours just staring at her and making cooey faces. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole new endurance, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're yeah, talking yeah. endurance athletics. You don't sleep. And so you're tired yeah. when you get on the bike too. Do you find mm -hmm. that? Like, yeah. And it's, well, that was one thing for me was the breastfeeding mm -hmm. because I would feed him to kind of like drain myself because I'd get engorged and so I was like okay I need to drain and then I'll get on but then getting on after that I was like okay well I've just had 500 calories sucked from my body so then that was a whole different like learning curve because I I mean it's uncomfortable to train or to do anything with you know full breasts of milk and but it's especially also especially when you haven't had them mostly like right like super flat chest like that's part of the weight that's still on is like right engorgement and navigating do i pump first do i wait until i'm full do i feed the baby for like right and i think that's a good thing to bring up since this is a nutrition podcast if i can toot my dietitian horn please please do one thing <laughs> that I always knew, because you memorize this stuff and you tell people when you're counseling them, is that 
pregnancy, you only need about 300 calories extra a day throughout, throughout pregnancy. First, second, third term, it really should be a gradual weight gain and kind of plateaus off, right? It's not just like, oh, you get to eat bonbons until you burst. <laughs> yeah, eating for two, that's not It's real. not a thing. It's a tiny human. Yeah, eating for it's you like plus a tiny little human. <laughs> kidney bean. You don't, like, you need 300 extra calories a day on top of your normal base needs. Um, postpartum. If you're breastfeeding regularly, it's 500 minimum extra a day. And so to think that you're just going to drop weight and everything's normal, like you have to maintain a certain level of fat and you need to have snacks and drinks while you're feeding. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I feel as an like, athlete, we yeah. get in our heads about like, well, I didn't earn those calories. At least I do. I'll <laughs> yeah. be like, I've sat on my butt watching no joke british baking show <laughs> i'm watching food like, and it's like that five hour i would normally burn four thousand calories mm-hmm. and now i'm it's it's a weird one but it's also the reality like you said you you are liquidating you're keeping another human alive right and so to take that into account but also keep your athlete mindset it's it's a hard juggle definitely. but it's definitely something to keep into um into your thoughts as anyone that's listening that has expectation of what it's going to be is being kind to yourself and and really thinking what what fuel does my body need what fuel does my baby need and what's realistic to consider for my output as far as training Mm -hmm. how do you i mean i I know you haven't started a lot of training yet because you're still recovering but with Lindsay, it's been like a year and i i see your strava so i know you ride a lot (laughs) (laughs) how do you balance like 500 extra calories minimum plus just being a human how much you need to eat plus what you put in as a cyclist like how do you keep up with that every day so it's i am tapering off from nursing now Mm -hmm. i only do about twice a day but when he was tiny and you feel like you're feeding him every couple of hours not even feel like I was feeding him every couple of hours and when he was just on breast milk like no solids or anything yet mm-hmm. that was where like Brianna I would sometimes think like I haven't even earned these calories but it's like okay well I'm he's literally like sucking the life out of me mm-hmm. I was ravenous I was so hungry all the time like the first couple months it just felt normal but then when I started exercising and he was drinking more, I felt like, oh my gosh, I need to produce more. Like, I don't want this watery, gross breast milk. Like, I want the thick, like the, mm-hmm. the ch- not chunky, but like like the milkshake <laughs> milk. Yeah. That's why I do Yes. <laughs> so I would have loved to have had this when my baby was like one month old. Um, but I did have a lot of like protein shakes, protein smoothies plus food so I wouldn't do like a meal replacement I would do like a meal replacement drink and then a meal Mm -hmm. as you should and just because I mean like an hour bike ride I would feel you know like I had just done this seven hour (laughs) race pace right I just was I was super hungry and I couldn't yeah I couldn't eat enough or it felt like I couldn't eat enough because I did notice a couple times like I after a, a a long ride like a couple of hours if I would pump or try to feed him my milk it didn't it wasn't as good it wasn't as thick and throughout the day like your milk gets weaker and then you replenish over the night I keep looking at Brienne because she's like she has she all knows. the knowledge <laughs> and mine's just like oh trial and error like I learned this through breastfeeding which is 
what I want would chime in is that you should figure it out without having to read every like instinct is very key yeah and if you're hungry eat if you're thirsty drink <laughs> if you're, yes if you see that your milk is looking watery eat some fat eat more <laughs> yeah. that is the case yeah so you're spot on okay okay and I mean and I did learn a ton because sometimes when I would get home from a ride um Beck my baby would not nurse and I was like I wonder if it's because I'm salty like he's not liking that or was it because uh like I don't know like because I, I made sure not to drink any caffeine or take any energy fuel while nursing so I would if I had food on the bike um it would just be real food sorry my phone is ringing there we go shut it off um but yeah so high fat food like I mean mostly for me it was just like a ton of avocados or I would have just like avocado turkey sandwich they were easy to get down easy to consume and I felt like they were somewhat filling mm -hmm. um, so again when he was nursing more I feel like I didn't have a ton of resources and I did try not to read too many articles because like we've said numerous times like it is different for everyone and it was like okay none like they haven't done ton of studies that I have found on like higher levels of training while breastfeeding your baby and so um, a lot of them would say like oh like moms don't worry about losing weight just like enjoy the baby and um, you know exercise like go on a walk for 30 minutes a day and I was like okay well that's <laughs> not really the information <laughs> I'm looking for <laughs> so that was just yeah where I would test it like I you know I would pump um, and I, you can see like the thickness of the milk and, um, and my baby was gaining weight, so I wasn't too worried. But then if I would pump post ride, that was when it was water, more watery. And so drinking a ton of water, more water than I could ever even fathom consuming before coupled with eating more. I didn't really track my calories, but I knew I was eating mm -hmm. far more than I used to mm -hmm. with, I mean, I love pasta. It was like high carb, high fat, and then protein drinks. And that uh, seemed to make my milk keep coming. Mm -hmm. And and I never did big rides back to back. And my big rides were never as big as they used to be. They were, again, a couple of hours versus like, you know, five, six hours. And I would try to just do the ride and come home, not out all day long in the sun in the heat and that was another thing Ben always let me have the mornings and then he would endure the summer heat um, just because I feel like the heat zapped me mm -hmm. zapped any extra energy or calories that I might need and so as soon as I was done with the ride I'd replenish shower and then Beck would nurse again but it uh, <laughs> made it work took a lot of practice there were a couple times where I thought like maybe I've overdone it am I gonna lose my milk like I'm not as full I'm not as like it's not coming back and so then I would you know tone it down pack it off make sure I ate drank recovered and then I would nurse back again because it was I don't know nursing has just been such a roller coaster like it's been some of the sweetest moments because only I can do it and only I can give it to Beck and I love that, but then it's also like a couple, you know, 
figuring it out. He hated bottles for a while, and then we got him to take bottles, um, but then, like, he wouldn't latch with me, and it was like, oh, now he prefers the bottle over me, and then I ended up, we ended up stopping using bottles, and so then it was only me, like, he had to have me, and so it's just been kind of this whole, I mean, huge learning curve just from, because I wanted Ben to be able to feed him, but then I also it is more satisfying or fulfilling feeding it from my body rather than a bottle and so yeah it's been a lot of back and forth with enjoying nursing and then also kind of just being like okay I don't want to do this anymore but (laughs) we're almost a year in I wanted to do it for a year so I I'm just thrilled that I still make milk because I've spoken to women who just they just stop producing and it's I don't know if that's just their body or if you know, like, and I don't, I don't know everyone's diets, but like, did they not eat enough or drink enough or eat the right stuff? Or did they just not produce it? I mean, it's hard to say. It, it could be. I like to think that if you nourish yourself, but I mean, there's hormonal and even anatomical reasons that women will dry up for lack of a better word and just be proud of what you've done. I think that you've really listened to your body and gotten over some things that I think a lot of athletes um, probably cave sooner because they want to get back to competition or they're not willing to take the time to figure out the timing and things like I'm opposite of you I get I since I get all my good milk in the morning I feed most of the day get bottles ready and then I go in the afternoon and so again there's no one right answer and it's what it's what works best for you but the fact that you've made it almost a whole year I think I think with and we have to give ourselves credit as well you don't think you've been doing that much but you the level that we come from beforehand before you got pregnant your level Mm. of athleticism is like the top two percent of the human population yeah we forget that because Mm -hmm. it's our world we're in that (laughs) tiny world and so yeah all of the literature out there is different it's saying just enjoy and it still applies you still do want to just enjoy your baby and things but we also need to recognize that that's not an easy phrase to absorb when your normal world includes 20 hours of pedaling a week right and so granting yourself that and I'm saying this almost in like a self-reflection not as a lecture no it's good I'm trying to to, I like hearing that you're coming up to a year because my goal is to breastfeed for a year too and I've been going back like well am I going to even enter anything because I don't want to care about my numbers or my results and I don't enter anything unless I have the intention of winning so what like that's just (laughs) how I that's how I compete it's how I've always been I'm the nicest person off the bike but on the bike I'm like no one don't talk to anybody (laughs) and and that's just my personality and so I know that about myself and I've been really worried about getting getting back on and then getting into I come from past um bad behaviors of food and exercise where I worry that I won't keep myself healthy if I get too into competition Mm. and so it's really nice to hear what I'm getting at is that it's doable you can't you'll go through ups and downs of it you can challenge yourself to things but it's gonna take time and patience and definitely but I think choices to I mean I don't know Dave terribly well but from what I do know I mean 
he's super supportive absolutely and for me that was huge with Ben it's right everything. so Dave Ben both cyclists both like huge advocates of their wives which for me is huge because when I you know have a breakdown start crying like my numbers like I'm weak I can't <laughs> climb anything like I mean I remember the first time I climbed just to the S curve of Big Cottonwood it was like I think took me like 45 minutes and Ben was like okay well you had a baby two months ago so let's just keep that in mind but <laughs> I did Big Cottonwood for my first time in 2020 well like since last summer and I've turned off my Strava mm. I think one of my Garmin's still uploads it and I'm like oh shoot I need to turn it off because I don't want anyone looking at my I was mm. always weird about my numbers even when I was racing I didn't want anyone to know my training or what I was doing and so I just never cared it's like but a secret weapon now <laughs> I'm like I don't want anyone to see my numbers <laughs> But I almost <laughs> uploaded it to be like, this is the record slowest I've ever climbed this canyon. It was pretty. But <laughs> like you said, right? Like the 2%, I mean, and I was for passing people, people seeing you, you know. doing that, it's like, okay, but she had a baby 12 weeks ago. And for some people, it'd be like, okay, cool. So she had a baby 12 weeks ago, and she's still faster than I am. Like, mm -hmm. because, and then it's yeah. almost like a slap in the face. Like, <laughs> her very worst is still better than my best. And... Which is why I say we need to be kind to ourselves. Sure. And I'm saying that over and over again because I'm reminding Remind myself as yourself. we sit here, I need to be kinder to myself because I'm trying to keep a human alive right now. Right. It's hard though. I mean, it's as much as you love the baby, which I do. I mean, he's hilarious. This goofy, squishy little human. And he like, is goofy. <laughs> he gets, like the funnier he gets. And I look at Brienne's little baby who's only 12 weeks and I... I mean, it wasn't that long ago, right? Like, they're tiny, and everyone's like, oh, it goes so fast. But it does. Like, I've almost, I almost have a one-year-old. And, I mean, but just the baby it's is. two little babies. Yeah, with their little like, helmets on. <laughs> it's so cute. But to have this little human just so stoked on you, I mean, every time you walk in the room, like, I can literally do the laundry and then come back, and he is ecstatic. And But I just think, like, I don't know when people say you'll bounce back and I yeah okay I have like way too many thoughts sorry but I as much as I want to compete and like be where I was and be fast it's also like I also want to be healthy and fit like just for the baby like I want to take care of myself so I can better take care of him and so yeah I think the back and forth of like loving the sport and doing it just for the love and then also being upset with myself that I'm not where I was or as fast as I was or as strong as I was or as fit as I don't have the endurance I don't have the stamina I can't recover like all these things where I beat down on myself and then it's just like oh like I am coming back yes it takes time and I don't know who it created the phrase like you'll bounce back because <laughs> there has been no bouncing this has been like a slog like a year slog and there are days where I'm like yes like it's coming I got it I feel better like I almost feel normal and then there are still days where I'm just like oh well not really feeling it or like oh my baby's having like a rough day these teeth are trying to just like bust through his gums like I don't really need to do the workout today I can just hang with him and Yes, maybe like the numbers or the fitness will take a hit, but it's worth it to be with the little guy. Absolutely. 
That's me. Do you, um, Grand, have you, do you track your calories or do you go more on bill? So my job entails <laughs> counting calories for people. Correct. I know what's in everything. I just kind of guesstimate in my head, but I do use a tracker sometimes to hold myself accountable because I will find if I just sit down with some salted cashews <laughs> and the baby on on my hip and turn on my show that I'll eat the bag of salted <laughs> cashews. So I'll track in order to kind of hold myself accountable. But um, I think it's very important to to know what you're consuming and to also know what you're burning. So the short just a general is, idea. Yeah, just staying staying aware because it can can get out of hand and um, my kind of MO with mm. nutrition guidance is always fuel your body for what you're doing and so keeping my, the days that I exercise um, longer endurance versus a short strength workout versus two two things I'll, I'll fuel myself differently based on those things and so it's just more a matter of keeping gas in the tank mm -hmm. and do you have have any nutritional suggestions for mothers and new mothers and pregnancy yeah S supplements this is one time in life I'm not a big supplement pusher but the word supplement is to make up for what you can't produce on your own or you're not getting enough through diet so I don't know if you use the herbs and things for for lactation but I oh. daily do like fenugreek and milk thistle and no, I don't even know what those are because I've been terrified that I won't have enough milk. So I do I do my um, herbal remedies and then I take uh, I've kind of moved from even prenatals and postnatals aren't high enough levels of nutrient that we need as athletes because they're again designed for the average female who. Mm. 30 minutes of walking a day hey at, right might, might do the trick <laughs> so that's one thing with, in general with athletes that we have to keep in mind is that we we have sports supplements because they're to make up for what we can't get through food alone and when you can't eat enough to get the nutrients a supplement can be helpful um and one of the few times to increase your liquid calories it's kind of the opposite of the things you would do for weight loss like don't drink your calories and right. <laughs> don't rely on supplements but um i found personally and I would recommend to take into account how much more you're outputting therefore to consume it back in um, hydration is huge so if you have to flavor your water I do a bunch of bubble water because it keeps me interested mm. I love <laughs> just, I'm just like just and the like bubbles just make the sun crystal light packets <laughs> uh -huh. just anything it. right to just keep on drinking you have to drink so much I mean I had my first few weeks of recipe my lips were cracking Ugh. I couldn't like I just felt like all I did was drink and yeah. still I was especially living at altitude in a totally dry state I have, <laughs> I have a humidifier in each room yeah of my house um wait what is what is the the liquid requirements or drinking to keep yeah. producing breast milk yeah it's like twice of what you would yeah. generally drink plus whatever you need on to, uh that you sweat out Right. Okay. So exercising plus breastfeeding plus, plus like, normal. yeah, living in a so desert. normal human. <laughs> so about yeah. three times of what you would drink on a rest day. Okay. So just constantly drinking, basically. I, I didn't know there was, like, a different drinking requirement for, for because um, I think that's just during breastfeeding, or is it also during pregnancy? 
again, it's more it's more thinking of fueling your body for what it's going through. So yeah. on during pregnancy, if you're drinking during exercise, as as you would, you still need to rehydrate post and. Um, but yes, during breastfeeding, it's going to be a higher requirement, just like the calories. Mm-hmm. I'd say for, by about a quarter or 25% more than, than during pregnancy. Sweet. Because I think what I've heard, just women who sometimes lose their milk earlier than they want, it's, I think, lack of frequency of nursing mm-hmm. and then just lack of nutrition. So whether it's they're not eating enough or not eating enough of the right food or not drinking enough. And so I was super worried about losing my milk I didn't know about those herbs that you had just mentioned but and I was just constantly drinking I mean I just had like a massive jug that I would carry around and I would drink throughout the day but every time I would nurse I would just like try to chug as much as I could just like okay he just drank now I need to replenish like he's gonna want this again in another hour or two and you do you fill right back up yeah there's so many times that I've been like this is crazy. I didn't know that this could, this was even possible. Yeah, and it's it's great. It's validating, in fact, yes. to know that this works. You eat eat in color. Follow it with a ton of water. You're pretty much going to be good. Yeah, and you will feel yourself like you fill back up real quick, and then we'll just drain it. It's so yeah. crazy. It is weird. <laughs> I mean, to like grow a human in your body. And then push that human out of your body and then, you know, you provide for the little human for however long, a year plus with mm-hmm. this liquid that comes out of your body. It's crazy. <laughs> it is pretty crazy when you think you about it. You keep a human alive with the remnants of what you eat that goes into your breast yeah. tissue. It's way funky. <laughs> it's it's incredible, though. Cool. Yeah. And it's your baby so cool. looks at you like, thank you for this nectar. Yes. <laughs> they look up at you. You're just like, I will drink all the smoothies for you, honey. But you have all of the nutrients. Yeah. And you'll find like your whole notions of macronutrients. I mean, th- it's my world is like perfection with food and it becomes even more so and it's easier because it's a direct into my milk so i i find that i I, it's actually easier to stay on track with choosing nutritious foods i don't even want junk because it's like but i'm giving my baby junk Mm -hmm. i don't know if you had that experience but i mean i love ice cream so i just feel like (laughs) it's just like a milkshake for the baby later (laughs) he gets a little more excited (laughs) i am careful with herbs like um garlic and things that can actually oh. make your breast milk spoil garlic or yeah like spicy foods i don't love mm-hmm. spicy i'm food in anyway. trouble because no. i eat so much spicy food and but, so uh, much garlic that's so cool about pregnancy and like your body i mean if you guys know me at all or anyone listening my two favorite food groups are coffee and wine like, I, start, <laughs> I start my day with coffee and i end it with wine like go back a year ago um hated it all oh, really through, yeah all through pregnancy, before I even knew I was pregnant, I had, um, I don't think you guys know, Allie Tetrick, which is one of my best friends. We were at that gravel race, and in the morning, I was like, Ugh, I didn't want coffee, and at night, everyone's partying, and I was like, and she'd be like, are you just holding your drink? And I was like, it doesn't taste good. I didn't want it she any. Noticed. I went to Italy for a month for, for a bike tour, wasn't drinking, and everyone's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't want it. It's not hard. It's that's so hard you're pregnant to not drink like I'm not an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> but no it's not hard at all because you, you didn't want it 
my body had aversions to things that it shouldn't be consuming anyway. It was really I cool actually to feel nat- like nature take its course. Mm-hmm. I remember that seeing cool. like a post on social media. It was either yours or Dave's. That was like wine tasting in Italy, and I was like, I swear she's pregnant. Like she's still just like consuming all this wine while she's pregnant. I mean, not, you don't. No, know. we were, <laughs> we were just we were just in Italy and. Everyone else was wine is wine. more available than water. Sure. <laughs> um, and oddly enough, I'd stand up from a table, and they'd be like, a server would be like, "Oh, Insita, like, oh, you're pregnant," and I'd be like, "Yes." Like, you can still have some wine. Oh god. But beer is better for the baby. And I'd be like, "Oh my god, we're not in the U.S." <laughs> so it was pretty interesting, like culturally different ways of looking at nutrition and yeah. like, but I was like scoffed for being on a bicycle and pregnant really oh yeah in any, Italy any of the men that we rode with native to the country they'd come up and be like why are you riding oh but then at night it'd be like you want a beer and it's like <laughs> hold on a minute <laughs> I am totally fine to ride and I shouldn't be having alcohol just a little just a little but so and they're all fine that's one another takeaway I had is like I'm so obsessed with being the perfect mom perfect nutrition perfect athlete and like really look around and most humans survive yeah <laughs> they're doing just fine <laughs> not to say that we shouldn't be as as on top of it as we possibly can mm-hmm. but it it goes to show that like you listen to your body listen to your cravings like that that's what cravings come from there's actually chemical signals that tell us why we crave what we crave we just have to listen to them properly. Why do I crave ice cream every night at 10 o'clock? Because you're <laughs> wanting fat and sugar <laughs> so that you can produce milk overnight and wake up to, like, honestly. And it. so, <laughs> but you're sitting, like, you would have avocados and mm-hmm. other, so even recognizing, okay, I'm craving ice cream, which is made up of fat and sugar. Mm. So you can make a conscious choice to have an orange and an avocado for your fat and sugar mm. or ice cream. And so, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> and not, and it's just making it, making a choice as patterns. Yeah. If it's every single night, a pint of, ben and, a pint of Ben and Jerry's, that's going to add up and you'll I mean, actually be pint. fat. <laughs> right. But if it's, you're probably having in mind, like you have it until you're satisfied and Ben and I usually stop. split a bowl, <laughs> not a pint, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. It, it's just recognizing cravings and then answering them in a in a healthy way. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Well, thank you for the wealth of knowledge. This was fun. It's like really it's really neat to to hear projected ten months ahead. <laughs> yes, I won't tell you that you'll bounce back. <laughs> I would never say that to anyone because that's you know, a lie. I've talked to some other, some other pros that have had babies and come back to pro racing, and. Um, like Tiff Bazzullo, and she was like 18 oh. months, honey. Like, oh. don't even think you're going to be in race form until then. Or, or I, that's not a direct quote on Tiff, um, <laughs> but I've heard I've heard 18 months from a lot of athletes like getting back into a, like solid racing. 18 months post delivery or mm-hmm. post? Okay. Mm-hmm. So your baby is 18 months, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's from some runners too. They, back into to ultra running and stuff that they didn't and feel do you think, like they were so really back until back the level because tiffany's pro you're a pro so like that level because i feel like i Again. don't know the local scene compared to the pro scene very different 
only to the extent of what your competition is, mm. but your your training, I'm sure. I mean, I've I've raced with you. I'm sure. There's even times I'm like, I think this girl's train harder than I do. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> because, like, I'd go to local races and they'd be like, does everyone want to chop my legs off? What's going on here? Like, because over time, when you when you race a lot, you don't have to train as much because your intensity comes from doing four stage races mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> and, right. and so, it's, it's seriously, it's all relative. So, stop discrediting yourself that just because I had a pro contract for six years doesn't mean that I was any more fit than you. I just had a different racing regimen. Okay. Okay? I think so, I'm only discrediting myself because I just keep going back to Porcupine Hill Climb where I literally thought my legs were going to fall off and you just kept going. Yeah, but like going, two weeks before going. that, you <laughs> slayed me at the Sugar House Crit because yeah. I don't have a punchy sprint and I never will, mm. right? It's all relative. Sure, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so, so, and it wasn't like a vendetta. I wasn't like, well, I'll show her. It's like, that's my, <laughs> that's my forte is I know how to race a hill climb. Yes, you that's do. What I, that's <laughs> what I have to do. No denying that. All you, all you had to do was accelerate enough that I can't hold your wheel anymore and you got me on a sprint like that because my sprint takes 10 seconds to even get to and tops out <laughs> at 500 watts but I can hold 500 watts for 20 minutes yes, like yeah. it's just or an hour <laughs> so but I think it's a good conversation now because yeah. we can't compare ourselves whether we're talking about racing or what birth was like or what postpartum has been like except for to ourselves like right. what's relative to you and your capabilities yeah and that's what I'm like learning in retrospect because it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. It's hard to hold yourself to a standard or think that just because this person did or does or did didn't. But it is also any. cool to see because it's like I don't I because you never like before having a child right you'd never let your fitness just go. No. But so now it's like you struggle on a rest day. I can like, only go. I'm about up. to. <laughs> through the wall on a rest day because I want to like do stuff right and now I'm like I love my rest days <laughs> again that's all that's all relative Some yeah really value and can rest super hard I yeah. had teammates who would be like taking a nap before a crit and I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> losing your mind I'm gonna get dropped I can't like I'd freak out for two days yeah and it's true everyone's so different and it's just like I think as, even as like a conversation more about just women athletes and mm-hmm. having expectations and com- we compare ourselves. It's like our our nature to compare yeah. ourselves to what everyone else is doing. Right. And I'm not saying that I don't. Like I have to not look at social media. Yeah. I wasn't on Strava often. for like three years because I would just beat myself up mm-hmm. all the time. And then once I finally was like, I kind of got out of that mindset. It's been a little bit better. And I can use it as a tool to improve, whereas before it was like a tool to beat myself up. You can use it for observation. Like, yeah. okay, these are the times that people do this. But then, like, did this person, like, taper and train just to go and get this segment? <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know. doping is a factor. Or, were uh-huh. they, you know, were they drafting off their husband? That I did that. <laughs> or did they go back and forth three times? Or were they really the just in their car? To start the <laughs> like, in their car. And that's why I can't do it because I get so competitive. It's like, I don't even want to know how, like, I was like, that was the segment uh, when I would turn it on. I'd be like, you got the KO. I'm like, what? what? How do you even know that you're doing that? Like, I'm such a Strava dork. I got yeah. 
I can see the value in it absolutely mm-hmm. but it's detrimental to my mental health as an athlete mm-hmm. oh, and I I've, just know that yeah. about myself I've been there now I just think of Strava as a game like I like yeah. to play Strava but it's like it's super different than a race right because a race is like the factors are the same for everyone mm-hmm. like you can't draft behind men or you know everyone has either the same headwind or the same tailwind mm-hmm. and it's like okay so play Strava and then focus on a race absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and especially with no races it's like oh, I'll play Strava all day <laughs> is there anything that's else awesome. now there's yeah. all the Zwift <laughs> yeah. that's a world that I can't, can't quite get into yeah. so maybe that's the parallel but we can take information mm-hmm. and recommendations from science of what is the best to do or strive for but then listen to our bodies yeah it's a great takeaway that's a good takeaway <laughs> it's cool to hear your story though just I mean, 12 weeks post, just, yeah, the level that you're at and then where you're at. And I think while we have super different stories and experiences, it's like, I feel like to some extent, any female athlete who's had a baby, like you're going to have ups and downs. And and we read, like you, you referenced Lizzie Dynan, mm. you know, a world-class writer. Right. We also only see baby delivered on this date and back to racing mm-hmm. we didn't see everything in between right no definitely how many not. times did she cry how much help did she have how right. much formula was she using to but like we don't know those things unless she's going to publish it right and, and that's just one example so to hold ourselves to a standard of like well this girl who was already world class right got back to trek and re-signed seven months postpartum yeah like but okay. then it's like they okay. might have they was might she have. nursing yeah. and what was her delivery like what right. what uh, what other factors tie into it and so yeah well and that was one thing for me like nursing and keeping my milk was more important than getting back to racing and fitness so it was like okay if i feel like my milk production's decreasing then i need to back it off and if mm-hmm. not i'll keep going absolutely love it so we have a, we'll probably kind of wrap things up a little bit since you guys have shared a lot of awesome things. So thank you. No, thank you. Um, Do you guys want to have babies now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on the fence before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Emily's going to get another dog. I've been thinking about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is, is like the time commitment. I mean... I, not only is it the rest of your life that's changed, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like it's like okay, when when do I have nine months to just to grow a human? Yeah, plus nine months when you get pregnant. After that, yeah, when that little seed is planted, yeah, <laughs> yep. you'll find that stuff that you can't wrap your brain around before. Like, I'm I'm impressed with myself on multiple things. It's like. Oh, I didn't even think I had that sort of patience. Mm. Like, I'm a selfish athlete. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, like you said, mm, I could just, like, play Goo Goo Gaga and not <laughs> go on my ride today. And that's okay, too. And the baby will be stoked on it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, in, like, evolution kicks in, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You just do. They say it's different when it's yours. Totally is. Absolutely. No other baby in the world, but do I just want to stare at indefinitely? Mm -hmm. But your own, it's like they're perfect. Mm -hmm. 
forever. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, like, I don't want to go on too long of a ride because, like, that could mess up her development. I'll miss like, something. I what if she rolls over? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, mean, I know Dave's fine, but, like, what if... What if she really needs milk and not a bottle while I'm gone and I'm two hours away? And my- <laughs> I'm still brand new. Oh, granted. But- yeah, I, I can leave back now. He's, <laughs> he's really loud now. Oh, my goodness. He, yeah. And those well, we'll vocal have- cords kick in. You'll, you'll think otherwise. We'll have to have Beck and Beatrice meet little BBs. Oh, I love that. Cute. Beck, yeah. Beck, Beck likes other humans that are almost his size it's fast perfect <laughs> okay sorry em you were gonna no you're good i like it we have a couple rapid fire questions oh um so the first one is i know your baby's not speaking yet i don't know if beck is speaking yet mm. what was his first word uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean he says mama and dada but uh-huh. now he just likes to throw things in the- uh-oh <laughs> but very intentional but he knows to say it when something drops <laughs> even if he does it on purpose he mostly does it on purpose okay <laughs> what what's your favorite thing that your baby does or has done you go first <laughs> oh. narrow down to a favorite um. <laughs> oh, it, this is so cheese ball but it's she's still basically a lump that just cries and and coos but just she breathes in and she likes the sound of it she'll make noise and go uh, and she breathes in, and then she like giggles at herself and i That's it cute. doesn't matter how many times in a day she does it it makes me laugh every time and bath time i love bath time oh, bath time is pretty awesome she puts her head back and, and like tries to get her head wet she loves it it's That's so cute. Awesome. so my favorite thing is staring at my child i guess <laughs> Um, I like when Beck claps. He like he get he's very pleased with himself. He's usually clapping for himself, but if he like eats something, he'll like <laughs> clap. Um, he's proud of himself. He's very proud of himself. Yeah, I just yeah I like that. That's cute. The bigger he gets, yeah, I just think any any milestones super cute. Yeah. He points too. He'll point at yeah. <laughs> so pointing, clapping, and I do think that oh, was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, next one. Um. <laughs> Your biggest motherhood fail. <laughs> oh, gosh. You don't have to share it if you don't want to. I try to focus on the positive. <laughs> I um. know, this is kind of a negative, sorry. <laughs> no, I had a bath time fail. He was tiny. We had just driven to Moab, and so he was kind of fussy, and I was bathing him, and I just, like, I had him like in my hand but I kind of looked away and he went completely under and he came out just like <gasps> like couldn't breathe and I just he was fine but I was brand brand new and I freaked out and he went swimming <laughs> he was submerged <laughs> yeah but yeah I, that was a big fail I didn't love that I haven't really had enough time to to fail <laughs> well I just there's not much to do besides hold, hold her and feed her the don't mm-hmm. dunk her in the bath. <laughs> she tries to dunk herself. <laughs> like <laughs> puts her head water. back. Yeah. yeah, she really does. That's cute. No, my big, my biggest fail is probably not. Mm. <laughs> is it? This is, sounds like I'm self glorifying, but like I'm trying not to smother her. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you spoil a baby too much? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like. I don't want, I was holder. She doesn't have to lay they down say in the crib. They say you can't spoil them I know. for the first and six months. When my doctor at our, uh, what, 10-week appointment, she was like, 
you can't spoil them until like six months. Like, thank you. That's the best news you I ever heard. You hold her as much yeah. as you want. Because mm-hmm. pretty soon she'll just be diving out of your arms, even when she can't walk. She'll just <laughs> want to get away. <laughs> yeah. Independent. All right. I think that was pretty good. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? or? I mean, I could talk about my baby all day long <laughs> or cycling. So. Yeah, absolutely. But no. And again, give us another topic. Yeah. I just thanks for opening up the discussion. I think this is important yeah. things to talk about. I think we all wonder. Yeah. And it's like, who do you really ask? So hopefully this can be a resource. For yeah. yeah, I would have loved to have had more resources, I think. But at the same time, it is just kind of trial figure and error. You just got to figure yourself. it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I we're yeah. I'm glad you guys were both able to come, and you guys both have like very good knowledge and every like a very good story beyond just motherhood. So we would love to have you guys back for different for future episodes for sure. And anytime. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. 